Hope everyone's New Year is off to a great start. This is Andrew Mishot here with Thoughts for a Penny. Uh, wanted to let you all know that we have much more interviews and episodes coming out, but first wanted to uh, do a special episode beginning of the year uh, and share with you a book that I'm reading. Uh, many of you have maybe heard of it before or even read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, it's my second time reading it, actually. I read this book originally two years ago as part of a leadership training program through my employer and uh, decided to reread it this year, uh, not only to give myself a refresher, but also share with you all what I'm reading and uh, some of my takeaways. So um, with that, let's get into it. Uh, the, the book is broken up into uh, several different parts. Um, the first couple sections are uh, forwards, um, the first being by Jim Collins. And uh, he goes on to say that the most important aspect of the seven habits is its emphasis on building character rather than attaining success. He says there's no effectiveness without discipline and there's no discipline without character. He also goes on to provide several examples of the seven habits by studying different stories of uh, uh, exceptional leaders in our history. The sec uh, second section is uh, uh, something I really got a lot, a lot out of, which is a Covey family tribute to a highly effective leader, or excuse me, a, a highly effective father. Uh, it's written by Stephen Covey's children, and they discuss the lessons and takeaways that they've received from their father. And, uh, you know, something that uh, really made me think, you know, long-term, uh, myself being a father with two young kids, you know, what type of legacy am I leaving behind? You know, am I being a leader and uh, the type of, am I uh, providing the type of example that I want my kids to, you know, uh, grow up to be? Um, so a couple of takeaways, first being, uh, their dad would always say, win the daily private victory. So what does that mean? Early in the morning, uh, win the daily private victory by meditating, reading scriptures, and exercising. Uh, it's something that I've incorporated into my morning routines, trying to wake up early, 5 or 5.30 in the morning, get my coffee, read, meditate, uh, and then jump on the treadmill. Um, secondly, they say, live it first, then teach. Walk the talk and practice what you preach and apologize when you fall short. The third is be enthusiastic and seize the day. The fourth is continuously make deposits into emotional bank accounts with one-on-one -on -one dates and emphasize that in relationships, the little things are the big things. And then finally, the fifth being leadership is communicating others' worth and potential so clearly that they are inspired to see it in themselves. So some good takeaways there, especially for um, all the fathers out there. Um, second sec, uh, excuse me, the third section is a forward to the 2004 edition, which is actually written by Stephen Covey. He uh, originally wrote this book back in 1989 and uh, gives a quick little update in, in his uh, feedback so far since originally writing the book 15 years ago. Uh, he acknowledges that life has become more complex, stressful, more demanding, and he asks if these habits will still be relevant today, will they be relevant in 10 or 20 years later down the road? Uh, his answer is that the greater the change and more difficult our challenges, the more relevant the habits become. 
He says, this is because our problems and pain are universal and increasing, and the solutions to the problems are and always will be based upon universal, timeless, self-evident principles common to every enduring, prospering society throughout history. He goes on to mention common human challenges that we face uh, in, in everyday life, uh, fear and insecurity, I want it now, blame and victimism, hopelessness, lack of life balance, what's in it for me, the hunger to be understood, conflict and differences, and personal stagnation consisting of body, mind, heart, and spirit. He leaves us with a question of how many on their deathbeds wish that they spent more time in the office or watching TV. So kind of makes you think what's really important in this life and how are we spending our time? He says, share with your loved ones what you are learning and most importantly, start applying. And um, we'll circle back to this towards the end of this uh, video or uh, podcast episode. Uh, he says to remember to learn and not to do is really not to learn. To know and not to do is really not to know. So with that, the uh, first part of the book is titled Paradigms and Principles uh, Inside Out. He says, no matter how hard you work on your attitude and behavior, your efforts were ineffective because despite your actions and words, what you really communicated was you aren't capable and you have to be protected. You begin to realize that if you want to change the situation, first you have to change yourself. And to change yourself effectively, we first have to change our perceptions. He talks about personality and character ethics, uh, a character ethic being the foundation of success uh, historically. Things like integrity, humility, fidelity, temperance, courage, justice, patience, industry, simplicity, modesty, and the golden rule. He also compares this to personality ethic, um, where success becomes more of a function of personality of public image. Um, this is um, what we see more of these days versus the character ethic where the personality ethic is more of your public image, attitudes and behaviors, skills and techniques, and those that um, lubricate the process of human interaction. He talks about the power of paradigm, which before truly understanding the seven habits, we first must understand our own paradigms or perspectives and how to make a paradigm shift. So the uh, best way to think of this is uh, your paradigm is a map or the lens through which you see the world. So it's your own perspective based upon your world um, and your, your upbringing. Um, and he talks about the different variables that, that play into that. Uh, Kobe says, each of us have many maps in our head which can be divided into maps the way things are or realities and maps of the way things should be, values, we interpret everything we experience through these mental maps. We seldom question their accuracy and unaware that we have them. We simply assume that the way we see things is the way they really are or the way that they should be. Our attitudes and behaviors grow out of these assumptions. The way we see things is the source of the way we think and the way we act. He shows um, a couple of photos here in the book and I will hold them up for you all so you can see what I'm talking about. If you're listening, um, you'll have to check out the YouTube 
video to see, uh, but he shows a couple of photos here. And most people's perspectives or paradigm is that they see a pretty young woman looking over her shoulder. Show them again so you can take a quick look. And he goes on to um, he goes on to uh, mention that um, two people can see the same thing, disagree, and yet both be right. It's not logical; it's psychological. So, in the example, uh, he provides a classroom receiving uh, half the class receiving the image of the young, pretty lady peering over her shoulder, and then the other half receive this image which is very similar, um, but most people will see an old woman in this, in this picture. I'll go back to the pretty young lady and you can, you can see the large nose, the long chin here. So you can see how, depending on your paradigm or perspective, you can either see a pretty or old woman, pretty, pretty and young woman or an old woman in this photo. And he goes on to say that you can disagree, but both could be right. Um, most will argue that your paradigm is correct and only a few will really try to see the picture from the other frame. So once you've made up your mind, once you've seen this young pretty image or the older lady, it's hard to see it from a different perspective um, or, or have a paradigm shift. He goes on to mention that this shows how powerfully conditioning affects our perceptions and our paradigms or the influences in our lives, such as family, school, church, our work environment, friends, associates, and current social paradigms, such as our personality ethics. These have all made silent unconscious impacts on us and help shape our frame of reference or our paradigms or perspectives. We see the world not as it is, but as we are, or as we are conditioned to see it. The more we are aware of our basic paradigms, maps, or assumptions, and the extent to which we have been influenced by our experience, the more we can take responsibility for those paradigms, examine them, test them against reality, listen to, listen to others, and be open to their perceptions, thereby getting a larger picture and a far more objective view. Kobe talks about the power of a paradigm shift, or what he mentions or describes it as, the aha experience, or when someone finally sees the old lady picture in another way. Your paradigm shifts, you see things differently, you think differently, feel differently, behave differently. The last section of the uh, first part is uh, the seven habits overview. He provides a quote by Aristotle, we are what we repeatedly do Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. He defines habits as the intersection of knowledge, skill, and desire. 
knowledge is what we do and the why, skill is the how to do, and desire is the motivation. And there's a, he provides a picture here kind of uh, showing the uh, relationships of a habit. He says, in order to make something a habit, we have to have all three. So all three parts. Uh, we also need to mature each of the seven habits from dependence of you take care of me, I blame you, to independence, uh, or I can do it, I am responsible, to interdependence, which is we. We can cooperate, we can combine our talents and abilities and create something together. The seven habits are habits of effectiveness. Kobe describes effectiveness as um, effectiveness lies in the balance called the PPC balance. Um, so he gives an example of um, the goose and the golden eggs. Um, uh, the P stands for the production of desired results or the golden eggs and PC stands for uh, production capability or the ability or asset that produces the golden eggs. When people fail to respect the PPC balance in their use of physical assets and organizations, they decrease organizational effectiveness and often leave others with dying peaks. So an example is if you're working in say a manufacturing plant and you run a machine into the ground, uh, but your output is through the charts. Uh, so you get promoted uh, for producing optimum output, but your predecessor unfortunately inherits a broken down machine and gets blamed for lack of output and productivity. Uh, Kobe says that balance is important as it applies to the human assets of an organization, the customers and the employees. The PC principle is to always treat your employees exactly as you want them to treat your best customers. And finally, Kobe uh, tells us how to use this book and um, to kind of bring this uh, full circle, he recommends that you not only see this material as a book in the sense that it's something to read once and put on a shelf. He says, uh, the material is designed to be a companion in the continual process of change and growth. He suggests to shift your paradigm of your own involvement in this material from the role of learner to that of teacher. Take an inside-out approach and read with the purpose in mind of sharing or discussing what you learn with someone else within 48 hours after you learn it. So I challenge you, if you're listening to this or watching this, uh, if there were anything that you uh, took away or things that you thought might uh, kind of hit home or you know could apply to yourself, you know I challenge you to have a conversation with somebody or practice that or or teach that to somebody within uh, 48 hours after after hearing this. And then lastly, Kobe leaves us with uh, uh, to be an open gate of change and growth as you study these habits, be patient and not a quick fix. Thank you for listening. I will continue these talks as I get through this book. Um, I'll also mix in some new interviews and episodes. Um, uh, so um, be sure to uh, subscribe and follow along. Um, also, uh, if you go to the Instagram page as well, um, you'll see the latest and greatest materials and episodes that we uh, have ready for you all to listen to and absorb and uh, 
you know, curious to hear your thoughts and, and comments and feedback. So um, again, thank you for listening. And uh, this is Thoughts for a Penny.